not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront Panel. And a pleasant good morning to you. The Upfront program on the way, which officially opens up the phone lines for calls and conversation here on this Tuesday. They call it the Ides of March. Uh, Julius Caesar calls it the worst day ever. Good morning, Chris Boulay. He's in studio today. We appreciate you being with us, Chris. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. It's great to be here. And a double duty this week. You'll be back on Thursday as well. And uh, that's still lighter duty uh, than, uh, than I got to do. I know. Now, Roger's out. Uh, many people ask me, where is Roger today? Well, they want to know uh, either the real story or my story, one of the two. Uh, but I understand, Chris, when he heard the cargo ship sank, he went out to collect hubcaps in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> and, and then uh, Dick Bouchard heard that. And, you know, there is a sibling rivalry between the brothers. Not to be outdone, he's out looking for floating catalytic converters because he understands it's a higher metal value. So the two Bouchards out away trying to scratch. Uh, scrounge what they can out of the Atlantic Ocean from that sunken cargo ship. And uh, lo and behold, there's another cargo ship that's uh, run aboard off the coast of uh, Maryland uh, that may uh, back up even uh, more if they can't get that uh, uh, that ship uh, moving again. It could be an even bigger struggle to the supply chain coming in here on the East Coast. So the uh, good news continues in the world. Chris Boulay in studio. He's got a bunch of topics to talk about. We have open phone lines as well, 769-0600. If you want to join the fun, you can give us a call. There's open lines right now to get into the queue. And, of course, the Upfront email is up and running. It's the same one you use all the time, Upfront at WNRI.com. So if you, you got uh, two ways to communicate, either telephone or email. But, Chris, you have a microphone to communicate. Well, I was going to say, you're talking about the shifts. <clears throat> I think people probably heard that there was a huge cargo ship that sank. It had custom-made Ferraris and Porsches, and I think it was worth about $400 million. But actually, last year, um, and golf has gotten to be so popular because outdoor sport uh, with coronavirus, but uh, a similar ship sank with pink golf clubs in it and shafts and and uh, grips so uh, if you wanted to get those kind of golf clubs and grips you couldn't get them but I think it was a bigger loss to have uh, multi-million dollar cars go well, down. Yeah, I have to go now without my Ferrari, Chris. <laughs> Well, don't you have like three more? <laughs> I know one's in the shop. One's in the shop. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it. <laughs> uh, but seven six nine zero six hundred, and it should be another good day of conversation. It's always good, Chris, when you were in. I just want to thank you. I know if you haven't heard it, you can go to WNRI.com. You see the upfront replays, and you can listen to past editions. If you did not hear last Thursday's program, it's a well worth a listen. I want to thank you for bringing in uh, that uh, terrific guest, Mr. O'Donnell's um, riveting program. It is posted as today's will be as well. But thank you for that reach out. Terrific guest last week. He, he, he is. He's an interesting guy. He's no longer the colonel of the state police, but I always call him colonel, and he hasn't corrected me. So uh, uh, some people call him OD. That's his nickname. And what we didn't touch upon a lot really very little but he was an undercover agent for years and years uh, undercut the mafia and his name was steve foley and uh, he's got some great stories so we should get him back just for yeah. that because we spoke uh spent a little bit of time on the ymca he's the ceo there we spent some time on his time in russia and trying to bring all that together and just general conversation about uh police and law enforcement in general but we should get him back soon and he's got some great stories very humble guy too he's not humble and and it, I don't know if he'd be comfortable with this, but a typical state trooper, six four, you know, huge guy. He tends to be an average sized guy, so he wasn't expected to be a, a police officer or look like a police officer. Yeah. But Steve Foley was his name for years and years, and he busted uh, 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 Nosha Kosum. I guess is um, I'm saying it wrong, but I will come to me. Um, where he, you know, busted the mafia quite a bit. He had uh, some, he would touch on it a little bit as we were, you know, we were kind of like um, starstruck a little bit as we wanted to hear more of that during the commercial breaks. <laughs> the conversations, that's the tough part for the audience, is you miss out on those commercial break discussions. You have the opportunity to hear our great sponsors. Um, but when you have a guest like that in the studio, sometimes the off-air conversations are more, a little more intriguing than sometimes what's on air. But it was all intriguing. Where are we heading today, Chris? What's the 
topics on your mind. Well, uh, I, I was thinking about it. What is really my, my purpose here on, on every Thursday and every other To make Tuesday? it easy on Roger and me. That's true. <laughs> but what I, what I think I'm good at, or at least try to be good at, is putting things in perspective. Yes. Whether it's an economic shock to our system, whether it's a stock market pull down, whether it's something I'm interested in history and we try to look back and say, oh, geez, we got through that. Life will continue. But I sent you a chart this morning that I thought was interesting everybody's talking about gas prices. Um, there's been a real shock wave in terms of them going up quickly. And you also have inflation going on. So when somebody puts a meme on Facebook and says, gosh, I wish for the old days in the late 60s when gasoline was 46 cents a gallon, well, movies were a dollar uh, a piece too. And I don't know what they are now. I don't go, but probably $15, $16. So what I did, and it was an easy steal, is trace what should be a gas of uh, a gallon of gasoline now in terms of inflation? What was it there, and where are we? Are we out of the? So if you if you look at it, I'm going to try to capture these numbers. Um, you know, people aren't looking at them, so it's it's radio. But <clears throat> in 1978, which is with the, where this shot goes, the average gallon of gasoline was 65 cents. Mm. So 1978 or 65. If you adjust that for inflation today. It's $3.31. So if people were paying $0.65 cents a gallon to 78 it's three thirty one adjusted for inflation. Under the Trump administration, we really gathered a lot in terms of the pricing of gasoline going down. And that's because we became energy independent, became more efficient with fracking. We were doing things that were bringing oil to market cheaper, like the Keystone Pipeline, which wasn't completely done, but things like that. So in the last year of the Trump administration, the average um, gallon of gasoline was two and a quarter. So we're going back to two, uh, 2020, it was two and a quarter. Inflation adjusted, it's a little over $3. So in 2021, of course, it's 313, inflation adjusted 313. But now we've gone from 313, which would be the average for inflation. But now we're up to five, six dollars. So it's not where people can say, oh, geez, it's going up in cost of inflation, cost of living is going up, and therefore four to five, six dollar gasoline makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It's about double or getting close to double where it should be inflation adjusted. So people feeling the pain at the pump. It's real. It's not where we're we're kind of where we are. Again, if you look at some things that are deflationary, I always talk about televisions. I got my first big TV in 1991. I think it was $2,300. It it took three people to carry it in the house. Oh, yeah, they weighed a ton. Weighed a ton. Now you can get a 60-inch TV for 500 bucks. so that's deflationary. And some things just keep going up. Again, I, I hate the movies. I never go. I think it's about I twelve went, or sixteen dollars. Um, I went last week. It was fifteen. Fifteen bucks. Yeah. So I guess I was kind of right. Batman. But I used to go to Stadium Theater for a dollar. You're right. You know, <laughs> I remember seeing Clark Kent Superman there yeah. at the Stadium Theater when I was a kid. Um, but the the pain at the pump uh, and the pain at the oil tank as well. I know under President Trump, my last fill up, but he was still in term. Was a dollar forty-five a gallon, so I get a hundred gallons delivered. It was one hundred and forty-five bucks. Now, four hundred, three hundred ninety-eight. If it's three hundred ninety-eight dollars, I'm going to call it four hundred. Yeah, I'll give a two-dollar tip, I guess, <laughs> um, which is more than double, and it hasn't even been a year. It's unbelievable, and that's going to trickle out, Chris, to the economy. And I know this weekend. Uh, When uh, Dean and I typically gallivant around on Sundays, it's our only day together seven days a week where we're both not working. And uh, at that gas price, now I'm watching where we're going. Are we going to just drive around and and hunt for bargains and do a little shopping? No. Uh, We're going to go home. Uh, So it's bound to uh, now have an impact as businesses were coming out of the pandemic. Now people are worried about spending oil and gas money. 
it, it's going to crowd things out. I don't care what you make, unless you're unless you're extremely extremely wealthy. It's going to crowd things out. If you're used to paying, you know, fifty dollars to fill up your truck, and now you're paying one hundred and ten dollars, and you're doing that weekly, that's money you can't do elsewhere. I was looking at um, at sticker prices. I'm not really in the market for a car, but I'm always looking out for my for my next one and for years the destination charge of a you know SUV being delivered was $995 if you go and look right now it's $1700 wow. so i can even even i can do the math that's a 70% increase so you start doing that over and over and over again um it gets to be incredibly expensive and because of uh efficiencies and because of the production, because of the energy independence, and that didn't all, well, the energy independence really happened under, under Trump. But there's always been reductions in costs and, and delivery and the actual amounts of oil that's being used in America keeps going down, even though population's up. It's only 18 million barrels a day. I know the, Energy secretary didn't know that, but it's kind of common knowledge. And the energy secretary. Did you? See, you must have seen that. No, that clip I didn't. Yeah, see. yeah. They um, and, and she she's not a dummy. Um, her name escapes me. I'll look it up at the break. But she taught energy policies in a West Coast uh, university. It might have been Stanford, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but they asked her, and I think they did it to embarrass her. But I'm sure that was kind of low hanging fruit. They asked her, you know, how much energy does the uh, America use in a, in a given day? And she had no idea because when he opened up the strategic oil reserves, it was only like 58 million barrels. So that's only a couple of days worth. So she was touting how that was going to help lower prices in energy. And then the media, it was probably Fox News, asked her, well, how much energy does America consume in terms of oil Per, per day, and she really had no idea. She said, I don't have that information, wow. which, was, which was pretty bad. Yeah, you think that would be part of her world. Okay, uh, as somebody, a regular listener who, who I always appreciate, Jennifer Grayholm is the uh, energy secretary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that one, I'll have to look that one up on YouTube. And I don't want to uh, pull a moment like the media, I'm not trying to be coy, but I was in a discussion this weekend about oil prices and a, I guess I would assume it was a Biden supporter was quite aggressive in the conversation saying this has nothing to do with President Biden's policies. It's about the world oil uh, demand and process. So uh, it's the demand, kept demand, demand, demand. So after listening to the angry diatribe about demand, 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 I said to the individual, I says, well, what about the supply? What about sudden? That's a part of the equation as well in the Keystone Pipeline uh, and um, and the, the big oil deposit that was found under Trump. I believe it was maybe, it was north or south, I think it was South Dakota. They found this huge reserve on the ground uh, that's not being used at all. Uh, so the was I off on that discussion that you know well you're forgetting about the supply side of the equation they're all talking about the demand in the Russian Ukraine but the, if we were still energy independent would we still be hitting it at the uh, gas pump price? In my personal opinion, no. Um, if if we have plenty of oil, one of the things my father told me when I, I must have been twelve or thirteen years old, he goes, he goes, we have enough oil for the next 150 years. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took that to heart and was, you know, investigated that. But we have reserves up in Alaska that are, are being stopped from being used because it's government land. So that would add to it. We don't get our oil from Kuwait as much and Saudi Arabia. Most of it, if that's not produced in America, comes from Canada. Well, it's, it's got to get down uh, to, to Houston and everything to, to be refined. And, and how do you get it there? Well, if you have a most efficient way is a pipeline called the Keystone Pipeline or a pipeline to get it down there. If you don't have that pipeline, what are you using? Using railroad. So using railroad, it's, it's going to be more expensive, but it still has to get down there. So those are the things, in my personal opinion, that are adding to the expense is a pipeline is obviously the, the cheapest way to do it. And it just... It's it kind of... 
Also, it seems like it counters their philosophy. They want to shut the pipeline down. They're worried about the ecology. They want to um, you know, get off of diesel consumption and gas for cars because of the ecology. But here, they're going to shut a pipeline down and use a train back and forth, which is only going to put more pollutants in the air. Yeah, they, they haven't thought it through. And we can talk about this forever. Yeah, sure. But, but one, of the, one of the things, too, is, is the... Uh, the, the push we're having to electrical. There was an article on the front page of the Providence Journal about how they're coming back with the incentives. But what happens, I think there's a couple hundred million cars in America right now. I know about 17 or 18 million get replaced every year. The average um, age of a car on the road is about 11 to 12. So it's about 17 million on a good year that they get replaced. What are we going to do when they have this gigantic push for electric and then we have 35 or 40 or 50 million cars being charged overnight in, in people's homes? The grid's not going to be able to take care of it. Mm. And going back to what Bob, our regular call, advanced nuclear is the way to go. That's the only way to ultimately reduce the pollution. But we'll be at a tipping point where we have so many cars, people are charging them overnight. And the grid's not going to be able to handle it. You have to choose between your car or air conditioning. Exactly. Uh, we have two on the line. Chris Boulay, let's go to the phone lines. You're causing conversation. And keep in mind, we also have the upfront email running, which is upfront at WNRI.com. First call today. Good morning. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Good morning. Uh, thank you <clears throat> for mentioning that you were talking to someone and they don't make sense. You cannot. Uh, it, it's too bad. But I firmly believe you cannot convince a Biden voter with logic. They refuse to listen, and I think they're brainwashed. I met a couple I did not know in a place in Woonsocket yesterday, and we got into a conversation, and we were talking. The, the reason I, that we started is he and his wife and I, were not, we did not have a mask on. And so we were looking at the same thing, and I said to him, these people, they got masks on their kids. He says it's brainwashing. They have brainwashed the entire country. So that's number one that I wanted to say. Number two, Amazon has to send, uh, I don't know, a couple of thousand of their employees out of Portland. Oh, Seattle, uh, yep. Seattle, yep. Seattle, thank you, thank you. Um, land of the loopy out there. So, oh, no problem with all the riding BLM, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Who is telling these people what's going on now? No one. Mainstream media, Trump was right about that. I used to laugh when he said it because, frankly, sometimes I found Trump's outspoken stuff amusing. Why? Because maybe I'm a little bit like his personality and I didn't take everything he said literally, not literally, literally. He was right. It's fake news and they are corrupt. They're, they're as corrupt as the socialists, the Democrats who refuse to see the end result of what they do. So, there, here I am on my gazelle trying to lose weight, eating, <laughs> uh, eating sweet Portuguese bread like it's going out of style, and I so appreciate Well, well uh, your, your call is very timely, so are you going to use the gazelle to help charge your electric vehicle at night? <laughs> well, don't even... I, see, I didn't even want to get on that topic. This is insanity. It's not about climate change. It's about money. It's all about money. And they are idiots, these people. Some of them are just naive. I'll say 10% of them are naive. But 90% of them, they really believe in socialism. You think, listen, the Clintons... The Obamas, the Bushes, all the Romneys, all of these people. Now they're calling Tucker Carlson, Tulsi Gabbard, and Trump uh, unpatriotic. I mean, uh, anyway. No, no, that's that. No, that's uh, that, uh, interesting because I I do watch Tucker Carlson, and the more I like somebody, the more I respect them. The hold, the higher I hold them to accountability. So I, I look for cracks in Tucker's armor, and and he shows CNN and MSNBC, and and Mitt Romney accusing Tulsi Gabbard as being. Um, 
uh, you know, being a traitor and treasonous because of her issues. It just, this guy could have been president. Holy smokes, is, uh, the, the politics that they have to pursue makes them all dumb. It's like you're in the debating class in high school and the teacher doesn't like you, gives you the worst side to debate and then you're stuck with it and that happens to be the democratic side and the progressive side. The issue is coming to roost though is that Democrats don't like paying $6 a gallon for gasoline and Democrats are not and uh, progressives are not immune to nuclear war either. So these things are coming to roost. Well, I, I wish I had your optimism. Um, I detest Bill Barr because he wished for a recession. And having lived through one with my husband years ago, it wasn't fun. I worked four part-time jobs because my husband lost his job. And he had been with the same company for 25 years. But anyway, it was all nepotism. But, but it, Bill Maher, that elitist prick, actually wished ill on the country but he and that young black comedian trevor noah now they're saying this war would never have happened with trump putin is a bully we know that bullies look for weak people i've been on way too long bye 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 thanks for the call Thank you, and we do have one more. We'll get to that call quick. Then we're going to take a commercial break here on the Upfront program. But, caller, good morning. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. <laughs> hey, we got, we got to give you credit where credit's due. And um, so, so when it comes up, and in terms of the whole silliness of what we just described in terms of protecting the environment and what have you, you certainly got the right answer, so we want to make sure that you uh, to get the credit that you deserve. Thank you. Now, I've been called repetitive, but I, I, I sent an email to you guys, and I'm, I'm gone chapter two now. I'm not just repeating myself. I'm bringing up new information. And first, let me start out with, I see this commercial where they've got oil. It's any oil for your car, and they say it's made with natural gas, okay? This isn't 1930. We don't make gasoline through destructive distillation. We, we have special chambers where we make gasoline, which means technically if you take a plant that's burning natural gas, okay, and you convert that to, to, to atomic power, that um, advanced nuclear, you can take that gas and you can reformulate that into a synthetic gasoline. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now also, um, I've had a caller say, another caller say, we can't go backwards. Nuclear waste, nuclear waste. First of all, all the nuclear waste in America would fit in a football field and it'd only be 30 feet deep. Compare that with if all the salt, salt in the oceans were taken out and spread over the entire planet, it'd be 500 feet deep everywhere. So 30 feet deep over a football field isn't that much to begin with, but it lasts 300,000 years. Now, the oldest structure ever created by man is the Great Sphinx, perhaps, and at most it's 30,000 years old, so that's only one-tenth of the age. So we can't produce anything to hold that we can really know will hold this for 300,000 years. That leaves you with one thing. If you can't hold it, you have to get rid of it. Well, there's only one way, and one way only to get rid of the nuclear waste we already have, and that's with an advanced nuclear reactor. And after it's been through an advanced nuclear reactor, that radiation will only last 300 years, and even in the New World of America, we have structures over 300 years old, so we know we could contain it after that. No, no, it, it's funny. Um, you look at Ukraine, it's been uh, quoted as being one of the poorest countries in Europe, and you look at it, it looks beautiful. And for an allegedly poor country, they really rely on nuclear power and, 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 and before this conflict in, in a very efficient way. So there you go, and that would certainly give credence and not to to people who want to save the environment by by having electric vehicles charged by nuclear power, which is basically non-polluting. By the way, I had a scientist. The guy said, "I'm a scientist, and as a scientist, I can tell you that nuclear power is not economically feasible." Well, you know what? then I guess France doesn't really exist. <laughs> no, you're... Yeah, I, 
No, no, you, 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 you are right, and hopefully somebody will, will go in that direction. Thanks a lot for the call. If I may? Yep. As a technician who gets his hands dirty in the field all the time, I can tell you scientists make plenty of mistakes. That's why I have a job is to fix all the stuff they mess up. No, there's, there's, there's no question. It's called planned obsolescence, right? <laughs> so I, I, I know a little bit about it, and I'll tell you, this engineer was wrong. This scientist was wrong, and we need advanced nuclear. And it's the only way to get rid of our nuclear waste efficiently. All right, well, thanks for your call. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye-bye. 7690600. It's that easy. There is one open line if you want to join the fund. 7690600. Right now, we're going to have a commercial break. We'll return with Chris Boulay and the Upfront program in a few moments. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu. Or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every Every day, Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring flip-flop wines. A California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy. Check out the Stella Rosa collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes including peach, blackberry, blueberry watermelon, and green apple to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light, 30-pack, $26.47 plus tax. We're open daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits. You can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. The Honey Shop is fast becoming a household name. A food manufacturer, they make natural health products, honey products, and gourmet foods, such as infused olive oils, balsamic salsas, hot sauces, gluten-free soups, jams, apple cider vinegar products, pasta sauces, teas, sugar, barbecue sauces, natural nut and seed butters, and yes, more. If you love food, you're going to love The Honey Shop. Many of their products are available in-shop for sampling. Their signature product, of course, Breathe. It's an all-natural cold and allergy remedy. Made, of course, with honey. It was invented in 2013. In addition to the food and health products, they also host workshops, classes, events, and educational hikes. So if you're looking for a true shopping experience or are looking to add a little spice to your life, stop by for a bite. The Honey Shop at 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket, the same building that houses CLM Picture Framing Gallery. You'll find The Honey Shop right here in the city of Woonsocket. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And the panel is Chris Boulay today, and you, the callers. We have one on hold, but we do have one open line if you want to join the program. 769-0600. Great time to call to get in the line. The Upfront email, Upfront at WNRI, is running. We did get an email here. Uh, it says, inflation is the product of too much fiat 
currency. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, money backed up by nothing, emailer writes, in circulation. There is no inflation with real, lawful, constitutional money, gold and silver coin. Silver and gold will purchase the same amount of product it did 70 plus years ago. One dollar silver eagle today can purchase four gallons of gas. That's 25 cents per gallon. Paper money, Federal Reserve notes, are the problem. That's the email comment into the upfront at WNRI.com email. Chris, I don't know if you have any comment on that before we get back to the phone lines. Well, the caller or the, the email, or I guess the regular listener, too, uh, always makes good points. But we're not going back on the gold standard. You know, Nixon took us off, I think it was 1972-73. Um, there's not enough gold to, to, to back up $30 trillion of debt. We've got an economy of $25 trillion. Um, it, it's just not going to happen. And... As bad as it is, um, we've seen it worse, and this too shall pass. Right now, too, I always like to talk if there's anything important that happens on. i got my Apple computer in front of me, and wholesale inflation climbed 0.8% in February, slightly below, lower than expectations. we just got to get the bottleneck fixed. We've got to get Biden administration to somehow go back to the Trump uh, policies regarding oil and even if they take credit for it and, and put a different spin on it, we've got to lower energy prices and that would be a good start of uh, stopping inflation. But we're, we're not going back on the gold standard. Did you want to drop another topic on the table? Or no, no I've line? got plenty of stuff. Let's let the call We'll come. back yeah. to the phone lines. We say good morning call. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Good morning, guys. So as far as advanced nuclear, I've, I've spoken in favor of it in the past on this show and other shows, and I think it's the way to go. Here's my understanding, and I'll, I don't really have a question, but I'll get you guys' thoughts, is that I try to look at everything from 35,000 feet. I try to look at things from a global level and then sort of dive down into different things. My understanding is that China, through the media, through entertainment, through professional sports, is trying to control the narrative on climate change within the United States. So when you have someone um, go on the news, you know, like an AOC, and say, hey, the world's going to end in 12 years, really what she's saying has sort of been implanted or programmed within her by Chinese propaganda through, again, things like professional sports, things like entertainment, Disney, for Christ's sakes. So, um, and I'm just using her, that's just one example of thousands. But bottom line is my understanding of advanced nuclear energy is it takes up a tiny footprint and it powers an unbelievable amount of, of, of homes and businesses. Like, I mean, it's like a drop in the bucket, you know, uh, really energizing the entire bucket of five gallons, you know. And the problem I think that we have, why we can't, why we can't advance advanced nuclear, is because there's not a dependency on China. So tur I, I like wind turbines, but the thing is they're going to be produced in China. I like solar panels. They're going to be produced in China. So the bottom line is the reason why the American people are not getting behind advanced nuclear is because of China. They're doing the programming. They're the ones sowing discord, sowing disinformation. And they're the ones who are the biggest polluters in the world. So I just can't believe people can't see this. That's all I got. I need more of a comment, guys. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. One of the issues that we have is a lot of the money that's being put into academia is coming from from the Chinese. So Stanford University just got embarrassed because they had to cancel a um, uh, they had to cancel an agreement. Actually, this one was with Russia. But I mean, the sixteen billion dollars of money is coming over that the colleges are not identifying. So when you give money to a college, you, you want to. It might be as innocuous as is okay. You want to give money so a building's named after you, your family, or you might be trying to change things. So that's one thing. And we talked about this. You've got China that's got a president for life. They've got the long game. The most, the longest our presidents can be in power by the Constitution is two terms or, or ten total years. Um, and you make a good point because China doesn't care about pollutions and we in the West have made it easy for them to compete. They, they've got... They're consuming most of the coal in the world for energy. They're energy style. That's why they're tying their allegiance with, with uh, Russia. But also in the Paris uh, Climate Accord, they're being treated as a, as, as, as a different way than the United States, yet their economy is the second largest in the world. So, yes, to cry chicken, and I think they are. 
and then the UN report, I've got to spend some time on it, but I'm going to make a comment off the cuff. They're saying they agree, and I don't believe them either. But definitely the Chinese do not care about pollution. They're the biggest pollution. The second biggest one is India. And here we are. We've got a governor of a, of a state, you know, 48 miles long, trying to make a difference in climate when it just doesn't matter. So, yeah, advanced nuclear is, is, from what I know, is the way to go. And it's the only way that makes everything else possible. Because if we could take the pressure off natural gas and oil and, and everything else, and then you had wind and solar complement everything with advanced nuclear being the, the foundation, uh, it'd be so, so, so much better. The only thing I can offer on that is I stopped playing Chinese checkers. That will have an impact on them, I'm sure. Jeff, that is a powerful boycott right there. You might actually win this war with that boycott right there. I'm going to join you with that. All right, my friend. Hey, appreciate your time today. Thanks for for waiting. Thanks for calling. Uh, We are going to get to uh, line one right now. Good morning, caller. You're on with Chris Boulay. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, sir. How are you? Really good. Very, very good. I don't know. The wife won't tell me. I can't make calls on my own anymore. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things coming up in April. Uh, the global tax on corporations, 15% tax on all corporations uh, after taxes, I believe it was said. Written. Also, uh, 5G technology, I guess, is going to be rolled out full strength globally. Uh who knows what the effects of that would be on our health. Um, also, uh, there was a report on TV yesterday on the Stock Market Channel. Uh, one of the CEOs of a, and I didn't get his name or the, corpor- the corporation that he, he was represented, but uh, he was talking about uh, China uh, so far advanced from us in AI, advanced mm-hmm. intelligence. Yep. And uh, I was wondering, uh, you know, maybe if uh, Coach O'Donnell could comment on that, uh, what he knows on advanced technology as far as going into the future here. I think that we have to get up to snuff there on that, in that area. Also, um, uh, Russian, the Russian uh, space station uh, has left uh, two, uh, one of our astronauts, uh, they are stranded. Uh, they took the vehicle and uh, uh, left the station. So I guess uh, somebody's going to be rescuing him uh, somewhere along the line. I think it was one of the uh, CEOs in our country uh, of the, uh, I forget his name. Uh, but in any event. Uh, Probably Elon Musk. I think it was one of those private companies that's going to be. So. Uh, could you comment on that China technology and the 5G and the global tax, Chris? Yeah, I think I, I think I can. I don't know if you want to stay on or you want me to uh, quickly on the the fifteen percent global tax. That it's not so insidious because there are companies like Walgreens that wanted to do a tax inversion. Obviously, the biggest competitor of CVS who wanted to uh, you know. Uh, uh, invert taxes and being uh, in Ireland to avoid taxation. So on on the surface, it's it's not a bad idea, but it's also, as you know and pointed out before, it's letting the rest of the world drive our tax policy, which is awful. We're not part of the European Union. We don't want to be under that. Regarding 5G, you know, you've got, was it YWAR? They're, They're actually being punished because they're equipment is, is suspect in terms of espionage, so I think we're probably pulling away from the Chinese on, on, on uh, 5G, but in the AI, they're putting a lot of money into it, and it's probably one of the things that the Biden administration is doing correctly is focusing on it, and I, I think that's something that would fall under the auspice of, of Gina Raimondo. How do we make sure that that uh, continues? So, yeah, it's been said that they're, we're much behind on, on the artificial intelligence um, you know, 5G, it's been the AT&T and Verizon who've made the biggest investments, probably 65 to $70 billion. Of course, we've got the issue with the FAA being concerned about that near airports. That's kind of set them back. But I think the, the 15% is something that probably wouldn't have happened uh, under a Republican administration. However, 
The thinking is if you have over 750 million euros in sales, you probably should be paying something. Um, having the rest of the world rewrite our tax code is something I don't support. When I, I have, uh, did you get a 5G phone? I did, I did. I, when I had the, the heart attack, my 4G was in my back pocket. I fell on it and destroyed it. So I had to go get a new phone. I got a 5G. Now, when I went from 3G to 4G, it was day and night while, uh, on the things that I noticed on my phone. I really haven't noticed a difference from my 4G to the 5G where it leads me to say, what's the big deal about 5G? It seems to work like the 4G. I, there's something I'm missing on that. I, I, I've noticed it faster. Um, but everything's kind of being held back because I've got two children who are on my network who eat up more data than, than, than India, and I, and I think I get blocked. I, I, get, I get the second servings because okay. they go through it. Go through but it. but uh, at the beginning of the month, it's really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, one last question. Sure. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, uh, Mr. Powell of the uh, Federal Reserve uh, said that in his uh, testimony last week that... Uh, he would want to err on the side of inflation. So that tells me that he he wants doesn't want to uh, put the skids on the economy and put our sons and grandsons out of work. That's what it's telling me. So in the going into the future, uh, and 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 of course with the uh, the conflict that's going on now, uh, that's a, 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 an inflationary. Uh, the uh, the, the tendency I'm seeing uh, from the Federal Reserve is that they don't want to uh, slow the economy down too much and put people out of work. They want to keep everybody working, which is a great thing. Uh, now, going into the future, seven, eight months down the line, what is going to happen? Are we going to? Some people are saying we're going into a recession because of the high inflation. Other people say no, it's going to keep going up the inflation. What What do you think, Chris? Uh, where should people make their investments? Should they invest in a in a home? Should they invest in uh, or pull back and and, and and go into a recession? What 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 do you what are your thoughts on that? Well, I I I, I, call, I, I just go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll finish. I'll finish up. Answer, thanks yeah. thanks for the call. We always appreciate your calls. They're very uh, thought provoking. You know, speaking for myself, there's something called the Federal Reserve put. In other words. And we've talked about this before, and history may prove Jerome Powell wrong, it may prove me wrong, but I think his ability to focus on asset values is, is, is laudable. We don't want to see the stock market crash. We don't want to see the home markets crash. So I think most people, you know, we can uh, talk to Bob Martin about that on Friday, but I think most people say the housing market is pretty high right now, and interest rates are going to go up and therefore homes are going to be more expensive in terms of your monthly payment. So that, that, that's, that's going to be an issue. As far as this caller and, and, and Jeff and I, I we, we could fix this problem in a heartbeat. You, you, you do an executive order and you go backwards on the initial executive orders that happened on the very first day that Joe Biden took office. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline. He made it more difficult to get oil from the areas that need to be. And then you got Jen, uh, Jen Pashi, Patsky, I guess. I forget. It'll come to me. Um, the, the lying about the 9,000 wells, a lot of those things are dry. A lot of them uh, are just not profitable. So, so they're lying. So the best way to get, in my opinion, the best way to get inflation under control is to have cheaper oil. And we have the ability to do it. We've proven it ourselves. So I, I think that's, that's what I would do. And that would bring everything around. Just like the example I just used, if you wanted to get a, a, an SUV, that's an expense. The, the transportation expense getting that car delivered to the dealership is non-negotiable. I've seen nobody say, "Hey, it's a thousand dollars to get that truck that truck delivered here. I want to pay five hundred. So when it goes from a thousand to seventeen hundred, that's permanent inflation. So those are things that you. Jen Posky is, is uh, her name. Um, I'm not really good with those liberal names right now today. But that would be that would be the easiest thing is to is to reduce the um, uh, uh, dependence on higher oil. So that would be my thought. And if those things happen, the Federal Reserve doesn't do a whole lot.
Well, we're need to, to do need to do a whole lot. We're going to get back to the phones in a moment. Caller, thanks for your patience. Just hang on. There, we got to get caught up on our commercial break. A message from Grumpy's enjoyable dining or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu starting at just five ninety nine and a little full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and great Italian dishes including tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Well, come on in and enjoy. Friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for a pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub and available. Thank you, Johnny. And keep in mind, there are $10 dinner specials every night at Grumpy's. They do change. So when you arrive at Grumpy's for dinner, just make sure to ask what today's $10 dinner specials are. They do uh, They do change things like could be honey jack chicken boneless breasts of chicken covered with honey mustard mushrooms bacon and cheese you had me at bacon and cheese all topped with diced tomatoes and scallions presented with two house made sides and all that ten dollars sausage and meatball over pasta you can't go wrong with this regional favorite sweet italian sausage two meatballs sliced onions and peppers all slow cooked in our house, marinara served with your selection of penny regatta or angel hair pasta. For me, it is angel hair pasta. Absolutely love the stuff. How about some chicken cacciatore? Tender grilled chicken breast topped with a robust tomato ragu, slow simmered with green peppers, onions, and mushrooms served to you with your selection of pasta. Just some of the $10 dinner specials. They do change, but they're available every night as $10 dinner specials continue at Grumpy's. So when you arrive for your dinner, make sure to ask what are the dinner specials tonight? Matt Matthew and Nell invite you to drop off your laundry at M&N Laundromat. We wash, dry, fold when you drop off for only a dollar a pound. Includes detergent, bleach softener, dryer sheets with clear plastic bags. Pickup and delivery is available too. We have all commercial front load machines, 20 pounds, 30, 40, 60 pounds, and 80 pound washers. And enjoy our 65 inch flat screen TV and free Wi-Fi while you're here. Commercial accounts are also welcomed, including nursing homes and restaurants. We have the equipment to do the big jobs with washers up to 100 pounds and dryers up to 45 pounds. Have a question? Call us at 769-9661. The husband and wife team, Matthew and Nell, invite you to stop by our 389 Willow Street location. Matt is a Woonsocket native and proud to say M&N Laundromat is locally owned and operated. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401-639-2906. We got about five minutes left for the upfront program. We got one call left on the queue, Chris. So we'll go to the phone lines. Good uh, morning. Thank you for your patience. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. I'll try to be very quick. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Our cell phone, our son pays for a cell phone for my husband, Bill, because since he had a stroke. So I don't know what it costs. We have problems figuring out that little flip phone. Now, as far as wearing masks, I don't know why people get up, uptight when they see somebody wearing a mask. I'm down to four doctors. Bill is down to five doctors. And that's $35 each visit. And uh, he's got one medication that's $47 a month. So I try to be very careful. We wear our mask. I don't know if it helps or doesn't help. All I know is it's not going to hurt. 
So I don't get upset if I see somebody not wearing a mask. I don't know why it bothers them that we wear a mask. I, I've had that happen. I don't know. I, I was I was in a box chain USA store. And uh, this was early in the pandemic, and this guy came up, read me a riot act like I just kicked his kid down the alley. Uh, very irrationally upset that I had a mask on. And I was like, well, what the heck's it got to do with you? Mm-hmm. I've had that happen. I don't know if, you, if you've encountered anything like that. No, I, I, I think if you're clearly open-minded and, and you think about the rights of individuals... The, an individual should have the right to wear the mask or not wear the mask. And that was the problem is that you were a pariah at a different time, depending. And that's why people get frustrated. Uh, and maybe two years from now, you, people will be looking at you. Why are you wearing a mask? You know, five years ago, why are you wearing a mask? During the height of the uh, coronavirus, people were criticizing you for not wearing them like, like you, were kill, you, know, you were killing them. And that's where I think people kind of lost their minds and lost their perspectives. It's like criticizing me for wearing red shoes. It's yeah. like it, they're not your and shoes. What do you care? And we have the, a small bottle of hand sanitizer in the car. We put that on our hands. We come out. Like I said... No, that stuff I hate. It dries oh, my hands out like, terribly. It, they're very dry. It dries your hands. So, but I mean, I don't... Like I say, I don't know. But I, all I know is I'm not hurting you. So why are you going to mm. hurt me by... Commenting no, no, you're, you're very right. I think it's free, it's freedom of choice, and that should always be. If five years from now there is no coronavirus and people choose to wear a mask, fine. If and, and that's that's fine, but leave people alone. Let them make their own decision, lead their own lives. Oh, well, thanks for your time. Thanks Helen. for the call. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. I've got to do some soul searching. Why I don't want to pronounce these liberals' names? I just got a nice text. Uh, it's pronounced Saki. So the. Uh, um, like the, the, the uh, yeah, drink. exactly. So now I won't forget. There you I, go. I do like Saki, so now I, I won't forget uh, Jen's name. Uh, Chris, I uh, thank you. We got about a, another two minutes here or so. If you have something you, you'd like to say, the just, microphone is yours, and you'll be back on Thursday. I'll be Thursday. back on Thursday. Just I, I, I think about how guilt ridden I get when I get criticized Tom Brady and how upset I am, and like all of the stuff he's done for, for me. He's driving me crazy to take a six week. Um, retirement and then come back. So I don't know what happened there. I know he was fed up with, with the coach. He was fed up with what was going on in Tampa Bay. And he has a right to say, let's win now. I'm 44 years old. Build the team the way I wanted. I know he was upset with uh, the whole thing with Antonio Brown. But he's starting to be a caricature of himself. And only one can wonder how much attention does somebody actually need. So it's great to have him come back. I enjoy watching him. But certainly I am worn out like everyone else is with, with the attention grabbing and the me first attitude. I thought that movie he was making, 80 for Brady, and he's having his own movie production company. I thought that was it. Is he'll make money the season in three months making that film. Yep. Uh, and I think it's going to be a big film, a great cast as well. Um, but I was shocked he returned. Not, uh, I think the, uh, the, the most shocked uh, team in the league, though, when he was returned, those poor Buffalo fans. They thought they were getting Gronk. They thought Gronk was going to bring them over the top. Uh, ain't happening, Buffalo. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chris, thanks for being with us. We appreciate your time. My pleasure. And stick around. Wayne Barber, the Authors Hour, coming up next. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.